Morning, Matt. Mark Ashcroft, President and CEO of Aurelius Minerals. We're uh, actively exploring for uh, gold in uh, in Nova Scotia, the east coast of uh, Canada, and uh, really look forward to uh, speaking with you today. Fantastic. Good to have you on the show, Mark. Uh, I think I know one of your other directors. In fact, you're, you're director there too, Matt Maritime. Um, how are things getting on over there, by the way? We must have a catch up. I think they're going really, yeah, they're going really well. I mean, uh, they're further along in their, uh, in the process than we are. So they are, uh, you know, working actively on the engineering work and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's a really good project. Garrett's done a great job there and I really enjoy working with them. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. We're here to talk about you guys today. So, um, look, it's a new story to us, new story to me. We've never spoken or met before. So I'm, I'm kind of keen to, uh, dig into this one. So we're at sort of circa 12, 13 million market cap. Small, relatively new, but you've walked into a pre-existing property, right? So, can you give us the kind of the background to how you've arrived for these assets? Yeah, so the um, it's a, it's an interesting setup. We have underground infrastructure. We have a three hundred ton per day mill, tailings facilities, full infrastructure and utilities that were really um, built and designed on on a very limited amount of uh, exploration and drilling and understanding of uh, of the resource at the time and um in an attempt to do a bulk sample the um the prior operators having not fully understood the uh the the ore body they were trying to excavate um failed they borrowed five and a half million dollars and were unable to pay that back the lender um took the asset over and then we we took the asset on from the uh from the lender sprout resource lending who remains a very significant shareholder of ours. And, sorry, and, and but he's paid for all of this existing infrastructure. That doesn't come with five million bucks. <laughs> no, it uh, it had. So gold was really gold was discovered here in the late eighteen hundreds. I mean, there's abandoned mine openings throughout uh, the property base, and then I would say the late nineties and the early two thousands when gold sort of had that real comeback kick. Um, money was put into this to see development, and when I and when I. To put things in perspective, this development took on, there was only about 20,000 meters, 22,000 meters of drilling that had been taken on on the property over you know a period of, of years um, when we acquired the asset. We've done 21,500 meters in just 15 months. Um, and and you know the people it was the old prospector uh, developer model is chase the uh, quartz veins in the ground, we'll put it through the mill and we'll pay our way. And it didn't work. Right. Okay. So, so there's a kind of long checkered history of, of people not quite doing the right thing at the right time and, and markets, right? But I just, I just, yeah. I want to, I want to sort of see, you know, how much you know about what you're walking into. So presumably all of those people, you've inherited all of the data they managed to create. And you're now going about the process of trying to create some new data or re reinterpreting what it is that, that, that that's there, right? And we'll get into it in a second, but I need to, I need to yeah. start off with you and the team first. So give, give me a bit of background on you and the, the team who are actually doing stuff, not, not the kind of figureheads, but people working, uh, at what is going on here. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. So I'm a, I'm a mining engineer by profession. I actually, uh, I'm a sixth generation miner on my dad's side. My mom and dad moved from Wigan in the UK to Canada in uh 68 um i uh started uh, going underground when i was 12 and started working on a jack leg drill when i was 18. um then i progressed through i uh, paid my way through university um got my png and i uh, was laid off and ended up in australia started playing rugby union decided to go to the uk i was a prop um and uh, i was gonna make you know, a joke sort of i was gonna make a joke about your dad coming from wigan he, you know you look like the shape of rugby league but you you actually do it's in the family right yeah <laughs> Fantastic. My dad, if you believe it or not, my mom is the Mad League fan. My dad was a union man and played for Oral. 
uh, and he was uh, he was a loose head, and uh, so I stand almost uh, six foot and about two two seventy five two eighty when I was playing uh, Union, and I went to the University of Reading in the UK to a master of finance, and believe it or not, I got a job at Barclays Capital, the the investment bank of Barclays, on condition I played rugby for the bank. So I lived in London. I did mining and metals financing. Moved to New York for a stint at Standard Bank, and then moved back to Canada in '03. Got into the brokerage business, and then in 08 went back to uh, back to industry. And in doing so, I developed a relationship with Sprott, which is how we ended up bringing um, Aureus into. And then my partner in this is uh, Jeremy Nemi, a very seasoned uh, geologist. Um, Jeremy's another Sudbury boy, believe it or not, um, though we didn't know each other up north. Uh, he also went to Laurentian and graduated the same year I did. Um, and, uh, he's had a really strong, uh, path. He started with Inco. Then he went to, um, <clears throat> into the uh, consulting business. Then he was at Kinross where he was manager of resources reserves. And, and then he was the vice president of exploration at Noront, found that Eagle's nest and really expanded that. He was at gold quest where they took a 300,000 ounce gold equivalent, uh, asset, took it to almost 3 million ounces, feasibility study, Agnico investment. And what, where Jeremy's strengths lie Jeremy is great at assessing historical work and then reinterpreting it and reapplying it. And so he's, you know, he's, he's, he's really, uh, really key to this. And um, then we've got uh, on the ground, we're probably unique for um, an exploration company because our general manager is a mining engineer, most recently the manager of mines technical services for Newmont at the Muscle White Mine. Great combination of engineering work, uh, and then he went and consulted for four years, and then they actually recruited him back to be the uh, chief engineer, and then eventually promoted him to mindset. So that's Billy Grace, um, and then we've got uh, a team of four geos on the ground uh, who are executing uh, every day: Morgan Silver, Morgan Verge, uh, <clears throat> Neil, and uh, Dylan. Um, and so we've got a strong team uh, actively working on the asset, and uh, have been. We managed to, you know, we took. We took the asset February 2020, just in time for the COVID. And, uh, uh, you know, we managed to build this team remotely. I mean, we didn't even get to the site until September 2020. And that's that's the month that we started drilling. Okay. Great team. Experience. Recognize like a, a, couple, a couple of names there. Um, so you you know you knew Sprott or Sprott knew you of, of you. They found themselves in position, as, as they do, occasionally investing in things don't quite work out. What what was it that attracted you to this? Because you know we see a lot of, sort of retread, reboot stories in the market when when the when the cycle hits, you see a few more of these stories coming coming up, especially these these smaller ones. So what do you th- and and given that the, the previous operators struggled to actually understand the geology, why did you think you could crack the code? Well, it's twofold. You know, I had the luxury of working as a as a lender and then as a you know, a, a corporate finance um, banker, and then had gone back into industry. Um, I had been the CEO of a company called Stonegate Agricom, where we took that. It was a private entity in the phosphate space. Sprott was a large shareholder, and uh, so I quite. I've always maintained the relationship. I was. It was. I guess probably PDAC of 2019. And uh, I was engaged in a conversation with one of the lenders from Sprott, and he was explaining this asset that they had taking security over and um and i thought you know what if you need if you need any help i'm always happy to have a look and cast an eye on it and so we actually went down to site and uh, we were doing a visit and at the end of it he said why don't we put this into 
you. And uh, I said, well, you know, we don't have a lot of money right now. He said, don't worry, we can, that's, that's not the concern, but we want this to move forward. And you really sound like you know what you're doing and what your, t- you know, your team is really sound. That's what I do. I build teams. And uh, that was it. And we really liked it. And so we took it on. And that's, that's what it is. It's, it's interesting, actually, because um, I, I, I kind, of, kind of found it interesting because obviously, you know, the, 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 this, this project would be otherwise you know, financially strapped if, you, if um, you know, Spot would be sitting on it for goodness knows how long. So they need, they need a team to come in and try and crack this. But I'm, the, the bit I'm interested in is not your enthusiasm for it, right, which, which was, you know, palpable. But technically, when you looked at this thing, you say, well, hang on. We can understand why perhaps it didn't work out before. Uh, so we think we've got a very good chance of making this work versus, oh, we'll give it a go and see what happens, right? Do you know what I mean? You come out, you come yeah. out with a degree of confidence. So where's that come from? <clears throat> well, I think um, we had the benefit of understanding how Atlantic Gold had approached things as well. So we'd seen that they had said, they, they made, you know, progressive moves in uh, Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia, the, the sort of rule we roll by is whatever the first prospector determined the model to be for that deposit, if you will, that's the existing model. And so very little sort of changes. And so it, you get into a mindset and um, Atlantic Gold had changed that. They started doing complete whole analysis and identified gold in the sediments that hosted the traditional quartz. And... Uh, so we said, you know, what if we look at things differently? So we started sniffing around some of the historical core boxes and we saw things that triggered, why was this not sampled? And so we sent them to be sampled and they came back hosting gold. And we thought, you know what? In fact, between the two, two of the properties, the Aureus East and the Aureus West, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think we found almost 2,500 meters of unsampled unassayed drill core sitting in a, in, in, a, in a sea container or at site. And uh, we saw, you know, very significant gold um, inclusion. So that, that really, that was our motivation. And, um, and then we've certainly progressed that further on with uh, the amount of drilling that we've, we've done. And, uh, you know, I think we've got a very serious opportunity here. We're very excited for it. Yeah, okay, so you're seeing, you're seeing visible gold in, in some of the drill core, which was fantastic. Uh, it's underground, so you know it's going to be expensive, so you need it to be of a certain caliber. I mean, certainly some of the drills that you've been putting out would suggest that this is more than high enough grade um, to go chasing underground uh, for. So um, do you want to tell us about maybe the four? You, I know you've got four projects. You've got a flagship project. So maybe we'll, we'll start with Aurelia uh, uh, Aureus uh, East because uh, yeah. that's where you're going to spend the time, money, and effort. So let's start there, and we can deal with the others um, after that, okay? Yeah, yeah, that works. So, I mean, the Aureus East is a really interesting um, asset, and, uh, and, I, and I say that because when you see that, you know, gold has been left in a core box, and, and when I say gold left in a core box, like literally visible gold that was drilled in the 90s and early 2000s sitting there, and... Um, you know, you, you scratch your head and you ask why, because it didn't fit the model, right? So no one was thinking um, differently, if you will. And uh, so we, we, we've started our phase one program in um, September 2020. And we've got about 2,500 meters of accessible underground workings right now. We've got the 300 ton per day mill, but that, th- you know, th- those underground workings are, are a great, uh, 
starting pad to um, you know to really understand what you're what you're you're thinking. And the first thing we realized on our first drill pad is we put our first hole in, and the orientation was off. So we thought, hmm, we we were hitting limbs. We seemed to be off of the hinges. We were aiming for hinges because these these existing workings literally sat on top of the the hinge system. It's called a saddle reef system. And we thought, why are we you know drilling down and we're going over to the you know to the to the south? So we changed the drill by about mm, five ten degrees, and we found ourselves drilling limbs in the north. So we reoriented at about five degrees, and we started to hit the saddle, um, the hinge on the way down. And we hit that's our that was our hole number three, um, where we drilled you know about seven hundred fifty meters of core length. Um, down to a depth of 900 from surface. And we just, I think we identified 30 zones in that, uh, in that hole alone. And, uh, the key thing for me was if the orientation was off based on the historical work. Did they actually understand the orientation of this deposit? And then that further played out when, you know, our, our hole seven identified half a meter at 21 grams, um, per ton in the floor of the drift directly underneath the drill and, and that was the drift that was excavated for the bulk sample. So these things started to talk to us. Um, and I know that sounds a bit hokey, but you know, you've got to understand, you've got to see what's happening. And, and that's where we continue to see, um, the presence of gold in every hole we've drilled 49 holes and two wedge holes. And uh, we've got a hundred percent mineralization. That's, that's unheard of. Um, and we're able to start to put this image together. And remember, we've got Billy on the ground in Nova Scotia. So it's not geologists saying, Ooh, we've got gold. You know, this is great. I mean, we've got, we've got, uh, Jeremy, who is not just an exploration geologist. He's a resource geologist. So he's always thinking, how does this fit together? And we've got Billy saying, if it fits together, how can we get this out? So that's where our mind is always rolling you know we're, we're risk mitigators okay so, th- th- so all this core sitting in a core shack or a container so a sea container it ignored maybe they ran out of money couldn't get around to asking it whatever you, you found it so giving you some hype you've identified this kind of saddle race system it was basically like a bunch of like well literally <laughs> saddle shapes sitting on stacked on top of, <laughs> top of each other right and um yeah. that's that's a picture you've been able to paint by re- reorientating the, the 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 drill but um, how, many, how many drills are going actually just, just give me an idea uh two one, two one underground and, and and we right. have one at surface so yeah so um you've got presumably more drilling sitting waiting to be assayed at the moment is that right and how much we yeah, we have about uh, six holes left uh, in the in the lab. So we're not we've, we've the drills are the drills are off site now. We took the drills off site at the end of December, um, and we have six holes and about seven hundred and twenty meters of uh, samples left to be assayed. Right. So uh, then we're getting into the, the so we'll come on to the other three projects in a second. That's, but okay, that's fine. Um, is I'm just again the picture that you've been able to paint for yourselves. Is something, we've got six other holes coming in, they'll kind of fill in the gaps and you're looking to do a PA, like get, get into a PA. Was it, sorry, is there a resource you're aiming for? So resources now. There's a resource. Resource, yeah, resource and then PA. And then right. PA, right. So the, the resource is due when? So the resource is due at the end of Q1. That's our goal. Okay. Um, but you know, I, I, they say we can do it in six to eight weeks, but I start to sweat every day that the final assays don't come in. I, I, I fear that the date gets pushed a little bit, but, uh, right. I, I'm, I'm still hopeful. Okay. So what would you do in that scenario? Obviously it's okay. Only six holes, but it would really complete that picture for you. 
you committed to or said you would like to get this done by Q1. What do you do? Do you do you, if you if the assays don't come back in these six holes, do you wait for the resource? Because you know what that sometimes does scares the market, or do you go ahead without those six holes? What are you planning? Uh, I think those six holes are. I think those six holes are important. I think they're. I think they're imminent. Like I mean, I think within the next couple of weeks we should have them. Um, and obviously we'll. Uh, you know we'll obviously update the. You know the market appropriately uh, based on that timing. We. If, you know I think that's. You know one thing we we have done as we get our information and once we've got and. We're not a one-hit wonder, right? We we've got holes, so you've got to build that cross section. And and I think if investors go and take a look at our our press releases, you'll see we you, we use a lot of imagery um, because it's it's not a simple system um, for people to understand. And I sometimes say, what's the complexity of the uh, of the story? And I say it's the simplicity of the answer. It's to to your point. It's a saddle reef system um, where we've got the hinge. But then you've got these limbs, and these limbs are, are they're the game changer for us. These limbs extend significant depth, and uh, that's really where we're able to build volume. And there's more there than we previously thought. I say, so no, nothing wrong with um, lots of visuals. It help, helps people visualize what, what, what you're chasing after. And we've seen too many horror stories of people sort of doing, doing small step outs and drilling pretty much the, 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 the same area just to make sure they hit their headlines. You're trying to build something here which um, can show scale. Um, of, of resource and your ability. I'm saying, yep. how the heck you go about drilling this thing underground and, and, and mining it underground? So, no problem with that. And um, the bit I want to get to, which is, resource comes out. To what do you do next? Because 12 million market cap. That's been a kind of, you know, that share price thing has, has not been pretty um, in the last 12 months, right? So you you got to get yep. out and say, right, we're going to raise some money because we totally understand what we're drilling now. Is, is is that the point of it to fund the PEA? So there's 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 twofold here. One, um, this has really been discovery drilling. This isn't infill drilling where we're, you know, just trying to backfill some information. No, we've we've come in and every hole we've put down has given us more information. Has completely changed the geological model that was that was there previously. We've extended it significantly along strike. So we have. True blue sky uh, potential there. We've significantly gone to depth. We've, you know, demonstrated 30, 30 zones in that, uh, in the vertical extent. And, you know, once we realized the significance of these limbs, we went and put the surface drill to the south and we aimed and targeted these, these limbs and we've extended them in width as well. Now, the P, the, the resource is, is going to focus well, we'll utilize all the drilling we've done, but then we have a what we call a, a key area. It's about a 500 meter by 500 meter square around the existing infrastructure because the other unique element of our situation is we have a mining lease and a mining permit. We have an environmental approval that's being transferred over. Once we have a resource and we've got, you know, engineering work around that and we have a plan to go forward, then we... Uh, then we have our uh, industrial approval subject to compliance uh, of, of all of our approvals. We can actually look forward on a, on a path to production. So, so the, the key element is, yeah, this, this resource, um, then a PEA on that. And then we're going to do some more drilling to, uh, fill in that knowledge base in that, in the, in the resource for the underground, but then look to extend. Is there, you know, are there open pit? Is there open pit potential here as well on the strike length that we have? Right. 
it, like everything you're saying with regards to the, the, the drilling and the operation and it, it all good, right? The, it, the, the, the problem you're probably trying to solve, or, well, tell me what the problem is that you're trying to, trying to solve because I'm looking at the liquidity in terms of volume. Yes. It's low. Uh, amount of shares held by retail, low. Right, you, getting institutions in at early stages is a good thing, and it's also, you know, it can be problematic in the fact that. Yeah. <laughs> can we get some trading going here, guys? So you know what I mean. So it, you, it's it's a you know rock between a rock and a hard place, really. And you, you know you're an ex-market guy, right? So how how do you solve that conundrum? Because you're going to need to issue more shares to get more retail in, presumably. You know that that's certainly that's certainly the uh, you know always the challenge, right? I mean it's. Um, Death by a thousand cuts. Um, we we haven't had an issue getting capital. Um, that's you know that's based on you know relationships and 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 past performance. Um, we may not see it all the time in the share price. Uh, you know the market's only as good as your last trade. Uh, but you know I would argue that the results that we've been able to pull forward are uh, are very significant. And it's message. I have to. You know, I have to increase the message, get it out to people and let them know there's a very highly qualified team here, lots of experience. You know, we've got miners on the job. This is what I, you know, this is what I did. I grew up doing this. Um, and so when we see this, we see the opportunity and, and I'm a significant investor. Um, you know, I, I, I've bought and I participate in the markets. I probably own 650,000 shares, give or take somewhere in there. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're committed and we're aligned with our shareholders. So uh, we've got to get this story going. I'm hoping the resource is, uh, is, is a trigger point. It allows people to then quantify um, what we have, uh, you know, in the ground and at least gives us a starting point because you don't need a great number of ounces to really move forward to, you know, get a 30, 40,000 ounce producer, generate cash flow. Um, and so and then fund that really significant blue sky potential. You know, we're very similar in uh, both geology and the geometry of the deposit to, uh, you know, Anaconda's Goldboro deposit. And in fact, we're using the same consultants. You know, Goldboro uh, with 130,000 odd meters, whatever it is. I mean, that's a two and a half million ounce uh, deposit between underground and and uh, open pit. And and I certainly think that's something that we can target from a quantifiable uh Amount over time. <laughs> they're, they're, no, well, it's a nice analogy. If 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 it if that's the analogy, they're they're a great company and they've come out of unconventionally. But we like that story a lot. Um, okay, it, but I, but let me come back to this this, this liquidity yep. thing. Okay, because okay, I, I get that you own a bunch of shares. I don't know how much you paid for them, but I get you, that you own some. So you're incentivized to make this thing work, right? Um, you've got a lot of friends and family. You've got a lot of board and, and, and insiders, and you've got obviously Sprott sitting there with their chunk because they lost a bunch of money previously on this thing. So they 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 want it to work, but they'll they'll want to cash in at some point. So. How do you manage that situation going forward? Because, you know, the, the headlines look good in the press releases. They really do. We get the team is good and experienced, but how do you sort yep. the share registry component, the liquidity pro problem, and you're going to need to raise some capital to go and keep doing what you're doing, which is, you know, banging out these great results. So, yeah. What's, how well, do you do to it? your point, we are, we are, you know, we are eventually going to need, uh, you know, the, the money. And so part of that we have, um, you know, we've engaged, uh, 
a communications group uh, to assist us um, in getting the messaging out. In fact, uh, in fact, last week I spent, uh, you know, I had eight meetings with, um, with analysts. And so trying to get some of that, uh, you know, the, the broker interest in the, uh, you know, in the story, because to your point, we've, we've been able to do quite a bit our, ourselves. We'd, you know, further, you know, get some retail champions out there. That is certainly something that, um, you know, we can, we can do and we can do that aligned. You know, in the in the next uh, you know in the, in the next fundraising, we can you know hopefully maybe look for a, a broader retail element um, to that. So that's certainly how we need to get it in. Now we we are uh, we are able to operate um, very efficiently. I should I mean I will say we um, we get a lot of we get a lot of bang for our 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 buck and our. Uh, shareholders, uh, investors, uh, dollars. We certainly do. We've, uh, we managed to contain costs as, as tightly as we can. And so, uh, yeah, I, I would like to get the story out, get the visibility. Um, this is the first time we've done one of these with, uh, you know, with you, Matt. And, uh, I really enjoy the format and I'm hoping that this is an opportunity, uh, for us to, uh, broaden our audience as well. Well, it, it'll, it'll, it'll definitely do that. I'm enjoying the conversation too. And let's carry on. Um, I was just looking, I'm just sticking with the race east. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to leave the, the yeah. okay. You're saying, okay. I understand. I put my hand up and go. I understand there are challenges over here in terms of the mix of the registry and, and capital raising, but, um, but we're on it. Right. That's what I'm hearing. We're yeah. on it. The good news is That's because we know what we're doing over here, we're showing what we're doing. 100% hit rate. People, I think, are going to be a little bit more enthused once they get to hear the story. So comfortable with that. Um, with regards to Aureus East, obviously, there's a massive infrastructure there. You, 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 you talked about a 300-ton per day mill, and you've got all the utilities in place, and it's dewatered de underground, and all, all, all kind of good stuff. With that, there's obviously a value one may try to attribute to that, Red Book or otherwise. But, um, but does it come with any liabilities? Did, did, was that handed over by Sprott? Do you, are you on the hook for anything if, if this doesn't work out or, um, or you know, annual costs for maintaining all of that? What does that look like for a company of your size? Yeah, so we, we don't, it's an interesting, so the structure of our transaction is um, there are two success fee payments that we make to Sprott. The first is US 2.5 million, once we published a measured and indicated resource of 500,000 ounces uh, or more. Um, and then there's a second, which is 5.7 million US that is paid when we, 12 months after we've published a uh, feasibility study. And if we never achieve those goals, then we don't make those payments and we actually give the keys back to Sprott. We can eliminate both of those payments within three years of the anniversary by US $4 million payment. So it's very favorable to us in the sense that we, and we can elect at our option cash or shares. So every time we do an equity issue, we actually issue shares at the price to Sprott to keep them at their almost 19%. Um, and that goes against those payments got it so yes so okay so we've done about a million dollars give or take it's already actually been paid off against that so it's not a it's not an outstanding liability it's not a, it's not a debt instrument it is and and with that once we turn it back the liabilities would go back but i expect that we will eliminate that four million dollars 
you know, as soon as we, we, we can. Um, and then we obviously, you know, are on, you know, we, and from a day to day perspective, you know, we do pay the operating costs. So we pay the power for the compressors and the ventilation and the pumps and the underground. But that is also part of our, you know, that's part of our exploration program. So as long as we're doing exploration, then we're able to, to utilize, um, in Canada, the flow through shares to, to make those payments. So we're able to access that market. So when, well. when, when was that agreement signed off? When? That would be February 27th, 2020 was the date that we closed. Got it. Okay. So you're about to put a, in a Q1, you're going to put a resource of 495,000 was what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what are you, what no, are you no, 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 I'm, jo I'm joking. For anyone listening, I'm joking. No, the, the point is, if yeah. you, is it, it's, it's in. Less, I get it. Less than the 500. Brilliant. See what yeah, I did yeah. there? See what I did there? I, I did. Okay. I did. What are you, what are you aiming for? Because what do you want to do? Because obviously paying two and a half million bucks, it's like, oh man. Uh, but at the same time, you want to be putting out as bigger re resources possible. So what, what's, uh, what's the angle you're taking there? Yeah, I mean, remember though the the resource that's measured and indicated, so it doesn't include, you know, that inferred element. So, um, and and we're not, you know, we're not trying to game the system at all. I mean, we just, you know, this was initial drilling, and and you know, we were drilling, and every time, you know, you hit a hole, you put a hole out, and you're hitting more mineralized system. So, I think we'll have. There was a historical resource on this of about a. 50,000 indicated and a hundred thousand inferred. Um, we, we weren't really happy with that model and we didn't, you know, we couldn't tell what had been taken out. So we sort of dismissed it. We didn't make it current, unlike our other assets when we, when we did acquire. So, you know, I, I, you know, it's certainly going to be a bigger number than that. Um, I, uh, you know, I don't have a solid number that I can, you know, sort of speak to, um, today, but it's, you know, it's certainly something that I think will be, you know, bigger than what was there historically and uh, better information. Right. Okay. But, but again, you, you understand what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's very difficult. It's kind of like you're putting a marker in the sand at that point and going, okay, Correct. here's our resource, guys. And they go, oh, is that it? Or they're going to go, well, this is the first of a few, but we wanted to put a marker in the sand. You know, telling that story is really important that people don't formulate, pre preconceive what it is that you've got there. You know, it is. And that's why I say, like, this is discovery drilling. So it's kind of, we're very unique in that we're, we're going to focus um, you know, we, we've, we focused a, a, a tranche of the drilling in that 500 meter by 500 meter square around the underground workings. Uh, and that's really more focused to move forward, um, from an underground mining, uh, perspective. Um, but then we want to, this is a four kilometer trend on this, uh, on the Aureus East. Like this is a very significant system and we can see that it's, it's growing in width. So as we start to move, you know, further to the east, and I think we've, I think our furthest drill is about a, kilometer and a half away um you know that's when we can start to look at um you know other assessments do we do you know down to get this into production generate the cash flow really you know drill on that uh you know on the, on that on that um on the east you know on the east trend and do we you know what do we look to you know develop there for time because you know this is a relatively small underground operation um you know it would only sustain, you know, uh, you know, a certain number of tons that are going to come out of there. So it's certainly a great starter asset, um, and then you know we'll we'll grow we'll grow from there. Right, because because we've we've seen you know different countries create different models. So in Australia, Australian companies tend to like to get into production as quickly as possible. Right, you know, we saw a fantastic one, Rocks Gold, last year. Uh, they bought. 
Uh, but they started with a 400,000 ounce uh, resource, right? Because it was 10 grams or above. That, that, you know, that's a number. I thought average 10 grams, right? So they, 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 they could, yeah. and that paid, you know, the, the cash was allowed them to expand their drill program and actually eventually actually pay for a new asset. In Canada, a typical model is just drill to the edge of the envelope and let's see what the size of, of what we've got here. So you, you're going early, early on this one. Cause I know, I know you've obviously got, um, a 43101, we're at current 43101 over at, um, with, with the, um, it, it, it was certainly you talking about earlier West Forest and Tangier with the forty three one hundred one of all categories three fifty four, but we haven't talked about that today. Maybe we'll leave that for another day because yeah. I'm conscious of time. But yes, you've had, got a historic uh, inferred of just under hundred thousand ounces and and uh, uh, measured indicator fifty eight thousand. You're going to need to be a big enough number to say, well, we think potentially we follow this Aussie model get into production with these high grades we're seeing, and that could be cash flow. Is that the thought? Is that, I'm, I'm trying to understand the, the thought that I'm buying into as an investor. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're, you know, what you're buying into is you're looking at us trying to exploit um, the, the opportunity that, that's there, which is infrastructure, utilities, um, by focusing on, like, I mean, if we could find, uh, if we could identify, and, and this is a, high quality ounces, if you will. Those are ounces that we have really good confidence in and, you know, could sort of find us, you know, five, six years of good mill feed. Um, that would, that would be really significant because then you can utilize, well, two things. One, we'll get a re-rating, uh, and then you'll have a, hopefully a larger market cap, which we'll be able to access for straight up you know, continue this discovery drilling that we're doing, um, as well as focusing, you know, able to, 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 um, move it out of the ground. So we don't need a monster resource, but we'll, we'll have a, you know, this, this resource, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite comfortable to have both underground and, and, you know, and, and surface, um, input. So we'll be able to see this, you know, broad mineralization that's in this, in the system and allow us to focus on that path to production. Right. So, okay. That, that bit's clear. Path to production, which you're involved with. Is that the company I'm buying into or path of yes. production for someone else to come in and, and, and maybe follow that business model? Well, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, everything has a price, but we're, you know, we're, we're paid to de-risk assets. That's what we do. And, and, and I would, you know, I would argue we've been early to that by bringing in, Billy, we have a geological team that's not the, a lot of these people were production geos as well. They're not just straight explorationists. And that, that's a very different mindset. And, um, so, you know, and, and we've like, we've, we've got the, we've got the skills. We've got the horsepower. Um, and now it's just, it's moving this, moving this forward and we'll de-risk this. If someone came in and said, Mark, you know, this is the price that we'd like you to present to your shareholders. You know, we can, we can discuss that, but I think. You know, the, the alternate is we have the skills and the resources, uh, the human resources to, to move this forward. And I think we can get access to the capital once we've got that, um, once we've, you know, once, once we're there. I mean, we have a relationship with Sprott Lending and others. And I was a, you know, as I said, I, I was a project financier. So we, you know, we do know where that pool of capital, uh, exists. Okay. Just got to bridge this gap. Okay, exactly. So, so, so very quickly on that, so the cash position today or the last reported quarter is what? Working capital is about a million dollars. Okay, so you're getting to that point now 
resource is important to you to be able to go and have a, that conversation with the market. Mark, really enjoyed today's conversation. I let, I'm going to, we have to come back and talk about the other three projects and, you know, what, what you do with them, what the option, what the optionality on the table is with those, um, yep. and, and possibly values and, and how you go about valuing stuff like that or monetizing it. Um, so like, uh, thanks again today. Do come back. Loved it. Thanks very much, Matt. It was a pleasure. And, uh, I do look forward to, uh, to telling you more.